As per Hindu mythology, the four yugas are given the names of the four faces of an Indian dice. The first known as Satyug, the second Treta, third Dwapar, and the fourth and the final is Kalyug. This is an age which can be described from direct experience. During this age, more than any other, man is so hemmed in and crystallized by his individual mind into a mostly subconscious condition that he hardly knows he's alive. He is largely unaware that he is a soul, a conscious drop of the divine ocean of consciousness. He knows practically nothing of his mind, let alone that it is responsible for all his suffering. Indeed, he is hardly aware of the degree of his suffering, for the possibilities or experience of divine bliss as a constant and daily companion has become deeply buried and lost. His experience of being is so tightly constrained that he considers the world perceived by his five physical senses as the be-all and end-all of everything. He even considers his mind and consciousness to be the derivatives of material substance rather than the reverse. His sense of being is totally focused upon his physical life and a strong sense of egocentric rather than divine identity stalks his days. He even begins to eat his fellow creatures quite unaware of the suffering he causes. When his ego, anger, greed, lust or attachment are aroused too much, he does not hesitate to kill his fellow humans. Kalyuga is thus characterized by war, dissension, intolerance and so on, all these being crystallized habits of the mind. Man himself remains largely unaware of what motivates him and what makes him do what he does and feel the way he does. Thinking along similar lines, Inayat Khan from Sufi messages observes, Man has considered civilization to be that which the ancient Hindus termed Kalyuk or the Iron Age. At the present time, a man's word is no longer his bond. A signed contract is needed. A superficial politeness has taken the place of love and artificiality has taken the place of truth. Machinery has surpassed the place of personal bravery. Religion and morality has been superseded by trade unions and material investigation has taken the place of life's realization. Man can no longer distinguish the difference between a fleeting joy and an everlasting peace. The objective world is so concrete before his eyes that he cannot see beyond it. He wants to realize the material results of his efforts even at the cost of his life, and the call of heaven itself fails to attract him to the infinite. The stress and disharmony of a Kali Yuga wear out a physical body in less than 
a hundred years. A man's strength seems to lie mostly in his muscles, even though it is really the mind behind the muscles which is the source of strength. According to traditional descriptions, the end of a Kali Yuga is marked by confusion and almost complete absence of spiritual standards of living and the dominance of heartless and tyrannical leaders who have no understanding of the true nature of life and whose motivations are entirely self-oriented and material in character. So now the question arises that what do we do and how do we deal with this Kaliuga? So Indian saints do seem to have generally acknowledged the reality of the cycle of yugas, speaking of them within the context of traditional Hindu cosmology. Saint Ravidas writes that in Satyug was truth, in Treta sacrificial feast, in Dwapar Yuga the performance of good worship, in the third Kaliyuga only the Naam, the name is the only prop. Now it is for us to find out what is this Naam, what is this name. So this was all about Kaliyuga that I could read from a book, The Principles of Mysticism and The Man and the Cosmos, written by John Davidson. Do read the book if you get an opportunity to buy it online from uh, Science of the Soul Research Center. It's a brilliant book. It has five volumes. All right, then uh, I'll see you in the next podcast. Till then, be happy, be safe, be good to each other, be kind to each other, love each other and live life. Bye-bye.